to Joshua chapter 1. This is kind of my annual tradition to stop for a little bit and look backwards and look forwards. You've heard me teach uh, this before. You've heard me tell the story I'm going to tell a minute in a minute before, but uh, it, it, it works today, so I'm using it again. But uh, January, where did the name come from? comes from an ancient pagan idol named Janus, uh, the god, the pagan god of endings and beginnings. So, so this, this ancient pagan god looked backwards and looked forward as well, and we get our month January from that name. This is kind of the bubble day. This is the day that we finish up 2017. We look back on it, and we're going to do that today. And we're also going to look forward into 2018. A couple of weeks ago, I posted, well, maybe a week and a half ago, I posted a video on Facebook of uh, Highland Park High School football team playing Manville High School for the 5A state championship, football state championship in Texas. Before I can tell my story that many of you have heard before, I need to go back to 1967 and give you some background. I was two years old that year. Cooper High School. Yeah, I was two. That's, I was, yeah, that's right. Hey, uh, 1967, Abilene Cooper High School plays Austin Reagan, Austin Texan, Austin, Texas, Reagan High School, plays them for the 5A state championship uh, uh, that year in 1967. This is a year that Randy Allen, uh, who was the coach that I coached under all those years in Texas, he played for Abilene Cooper that year. During that game, back and forth, back and forth, it came down to the end of the game and Abilene Cooper had the ball. They needed a touchdown to win. Time was running out. Field goal would do them no good. So they go for it on fourth down to win the game. They snap the ball, hand the ball to the running back. He approaches the line of scrimmage, giant pile of players. Once they pull the pile apart, the referee marks the ball on the one-inch line, and the ball is turned over on downs. Fast forward to 1991. Randy Allen, this player at Cooper High School that I'm talking about, uh, accepts the head football coaching job at Abilene Cooper, his alma mater. His first meeting with the team, the coaches had never heard this before, at least I hadn't. He sits all the boys down and, and he starts talking to them, asking them what their goals were for that football season. What do you guys want to accomplish, man? How big can you think? And almost immediately, the captains of the team spoke up and said, we want to beat Abilene High. I mean, it's Abilene High, crosstown rival. Well, Abilene High had been the perennial last place team in the district every year. They were everybody's homecoming game, if that makes sense. <laughs> and Coach Allen looked at him and said, so you're telling me that your goal is to beat the worst team in the district. If that's true, then I came to the wrong place to coach football. And he began telling them the story of 1967. 
and how they came one inch short of winning the state championship. And he looked at those young men and he said, I didn't come here to beat the last place team. I came here for one more inch to win a state championship. I tell that story again because of the power of perspective, the power of attitude, the, the power of, of setting some, some goals, some things that might seem to be out of reach, that, that just that's impossible. Uh, we, we've, they were the last place team and we were second to last. That's, that's how bad Abilene Cooper had been in the recent years. But today, I want for us as a church, and I want for us as individuals to look back at 2017, because there's some things that we need to deal with a little bit in 2017. I hope that today I can coach you a little bit on 2017 and 2018 as an individual. I know that some of you have gone through tough, tough things in 2017. Things that none of us would wish on anybody. You've gone through them. And here you are. You made it to today. And today is the day before we go to January 1. We're going to look backwards and we're going to look forwards. But listen, for us to move forward, we're going to have to deal with some of the things that happened last year. Because if we don't, those things that happened in some, hey, listen, some of you are still dealing with things in 2015, 2016, 2017. And it's had you in a jail cell ever since. And it has kept you from moving forward and dreaming and planning and doing things that God has set aside for you to do. You're still still back here. You're still thinking about and and trying to resolve things back here. And today's the day I hope that you can walk out the doors when we're done with some tools that will help you finish up. Tie a bow on it. It happened. It's not what I wanted to happen. Now let's look this direction. I I don't know if you saw the slides uh, that I had had there for you, John, of the 1967 game. Did he put these up? Did you see these? Uh, that's, That's the state championship game. And this is the game that in 1996 where we eventually had the opportunity to fulfill Coach Allen's dream. It's at Texas Stadium. You can see that one of our players just got cut uh, by by one of their offensive linemen. And uh, that quarterback, Drew Brees, had his way with us that day. We didn't uh, get that one inch that he dreamed about. In fact, they beat us 55 to 15. (laughs) Yeah, it was a whooping. He was, he was as great then as he is now. Uh, but Coach Allen had a dream. He, he thought big. He thought long term. And today it is my prayer that each of us on a personal level don't settle for beating the last place team next year. Don't, don't settle. Don't set your sights on something that low. There's a quote by John Maxwell, uh, one of the very first books that, that uh, Coach Allen put in front of me. It's the winning attitude. He talks about how important your attitude is. In fact, he hit one of his statements in the book, your attitude will determine your altitude. 
He tells this in the middle of a story of a friend that took him flying, and he noticed uh, uh, the plane's attitude, a nose-high attitude or a nose-low attitude. You realize it takes no effort to have a nose-low attitude. It takes no effort. But to have a nose-high attitude, what do you have to do? You have to give it to the throttle. If you don't, what happens? You stall out, right? So what we're going to talk about today, uh, not trying to beat the last place team in the district, but, but setting our sights on 2018 on, on that one more inch. It's going to take effort. There will be obstacles, but it's worth it. So I'd like for us to look at Joshua chapter 1. Will you turn there with me? This is the first, uh, in, in the order of our books in our Bible, this is the first book after the five books of the law, of, of Moses' books, what we know as the law. Uh, and so it, it will give us the context that we need as we start reading. So if you'll stand with me in honor of reading God's word if you're able. God's word says this, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all the people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and, the, and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Father, we ask this morning that your word would quicken our heart, would inspire our heart to strive after God-sized things in 2018. That we would pursue the things that you have for us. Lord, help us not to have a nose-down attitude. I pray this in your name. Amen. 
You know, I believe that 2018 holds for our church a banner year. I believe 2018 holds, holds things that this church has never experienced. I look at the leadership that God is bringing to our church. I look at the, the ministries that are, that are beginning to develop. For example, the uh, Child Evangelism Fellowship. We recently had our Beyond Expo. It's our, it was an expo of all of our missions opportunities in our church. The ministry that received probably the most feedback, the number of people that went and said, I want to be a part of that, is Child Evangelism Fellowship. It's a ministry that we're partnering, it's a statewide ministry that we're partnering with to, to put into the campuses around our church uh, Bible clubs, Bible evangelism clubs. You'll see in your bulletin at the bottom of the first page the school that we're praying for this month, Summit Elementary School. It's our hope, it's our prayer that uh, this coming year we see one of those good news clubs started at Summit Elementary School. Will you join? What, can we just have a chorus of prayer across our church? Not only for the teachers and the children in that school, but that God would work the details out. He would align, he would put, a, put the leadership in the school district, whoever that might be, that needs to come alongside and say, that's a great thing to have in our schools. That he would do that quickly. That it would be a piece of cake. I think of that ministry. I, I think of our missions efforts that we had this last year. Sending eight people to Ethiopia to train pastors and evangelists to work with women and children. I, see, I think in 2018 we're going to send just as powerful a team. Except this year, because of, of your tithes, uh, part of your tithes and offerings go, going to Ethiopia to support those pastors. By the way, a salary for one of those pastors that we support every month, $50 a month, is a monthly salary for those pastors. But this church has also contributed to the building of a school. So this coming year, it's part of our vision to go and start training those teachers that drive out to the middle of nowhere. You have no idea how far out they're going. To tr start training those teachers, giving them tools to teach those children out in the villages of southern Ethiopia. We've sent teams to Cambodia. We've sent teams to Nicaragua. Eric shared with us last week how many people that he has, has witnessed coming to the Lord. See, I'm, I'm so excited about what we've done in the past in getting the good news of Jesus Christ out. And I think about what's in front of us. Having on the elementary campuses all around our school and, and the missions efforts that we have around the world, looking forward, I think that 2018, I believe God has something for us we can't even imagine yet. But we're planning for it. We're praying about it. And I'm asking every one of us in this church to be praying about what is it, God, that you have for us, you know, in this passage. God said to, to Joshua, the son of Nun, arise. And go over this Jordan. So apparently they're somewhere on a creek bank, on the river bank of the river Jordan. Joshua, get up, cross this river. Because there's stuff on the other side of that river that I have for you. 
First thing I need us to see is as you and I look back. Let's look back with Joshua for just a second. Yeah, but Moses was, he was so dynamic. He was so charismatic. He was so powerful with the people. And I was just his assistant. I mean, I was nothing. I, I can't do what Moses did. I, I can't. You know what I call that? Stinking thinking. Huh? And some of you are stuck in it. You're still back here thinking about 2016, 2015, and things that happened, and you can't get over it. You can't even think about 2018 because you're still thinking, but I'm not as good as Moses. I'm not as... <laughs> I can't do it. One of the things that we have to do before we can start talking about 2018 is we got, we got to deal with back here. And do you have some thinking that's going on that how bad this circumstance is or was that there's no way that this next season can be better than because of this. This happened, so this can't be. That is defeated thinking. Joshua, arise. Get over that Jordan. Because over that Jordan, there's things that I have for you. There's territory that I have set aside for you. Joshua, you and the people of Israel, you, Joshua, are going to lead those people to, to take that territory that I've set aside for you. Now, church, listen. I wonder what it is. What, what is the territory that God has set aside for you in 2018? I wonder what that person's name is. I wonder what that person's name is that God has on the other side of, of that boundary the Jordan was a boundary, man. From where they were, this time of, of wandering in the desert, here's the boundary. Now's the time to go home. But you've got to cross that Jordan. Joshua, arise. And take those people across the Jordan because there's territory that I have for you and the people over there. Friends, listen. What is the territory that God has for you in 2018? I don't want you to have any of that stinking thinking about last year and how that's going to hold you back. I don't want you in that jail cell. Man, I want you thinking about what God has for me next year. But i got to get up and i got to cross over that Jordan. What is your boundary line? Can you identify the boundary line? Is it, is it bad communication with your spouse on this side? And being a good communicator on that side, what's the boundary line? Is it, is it financial debt on this side and financial freedom on that side? What's the boundary line? What is it next year that God has for you that, man, today's the day. I'm going to arise, I'm going to get up, and I'm crossing over that boundary line. Now, let's be honest. When he got across that boundary line, what was waiting for him? The Hittites mentions them. Hey, y'all come in. Just take over our land. It's all yours. We're going to lay out the red carpet for you. No. Difficulty. It will be difficult. Listen, if you're going to have a nose-high attitude for 2018, you're going to have to put the throttle. You're going to have to give it throttle. It's going to require effort. You're going to have to try. You're going to have to be strategic. You're going to have to be intentional. To take that land that God has set aside for you. Now, it still bothers me that I'm thinking there's people in this room that think, Joel, I'm, 
I'm a nobody. I'm a nothing when it comes to God and his kingdom. I hear what you're saying, but man, Joel, when it comes to, you, you prayed a few minutes ago about increasing the population of heaven. Joel, that's, I can't do that. I'm not good with words. I don't know how to do that. I, I, that's stinking thinking. That's defeated thinking. Today, I hope, I hope we can take a note from, from Joshua. And we can follow through in these stories following. Oh, you remember the story of Jericho, didn't you? Don't you? The battle of Ai. I mean, come on, man. We, he crossed the Jordan and he went and experienced the victories that God told him he was already going to have. That land that I have given to you, that's a past tense word. Not that I'm going to give, I've given it. Now cross the Jordan and go get it. It won't be easy, but go get it. And what is yours this next year? What do you need to let go of from last year? It happened. It's not what I wanted to happen, but it happened. Moses died. My servant Moses is dead dead, God said. Now Joshua, don't get stuck there. Get up and cross that Jordan and go get what I have for you. What's yours? What does God have set aside for you? You know, our attitudes, they influence how we behave. They can hold us back, but I'm telling you today, we can adjust our attitude. We can adjust our thinking. We can adjust our beliefs. I believe God has something bigger than I can imagine for me in 2018. Can you say that? 2017 was not what I was hoping for, but it happened. It happened. I didn't like it. But today I'm looking backwards and I realize what happened and I realize that I also need to move forward. But today the word for me is Joel, get up, get out, get across that Jordan and take the territory that God has set aside for you. What are those boundaries? Here's one of the things that I've learned over the past couple of years when it comes to this looking back and this looking forward. One of the things that I've learned is that I'm much more likely to accomplish goals if I write them down. I, I believe there's research that will back it up. If you are not one that has written down goals before, I challenge you to try it this year. Don't just think about it. Write them down. I put on my desk, I haven't printed out this year's yet, but on my home office desk, I have my 2017 goals so I can see them every morning when I sit down there. I want to see them. I have them written out. Y'all are trying to... What are you guys doing? I'll, well, I'll tell you. 
My first goal that I have written out for 2017, earn my doctorate degree, didn't happen. Made progress, didn't reach it. Recalibrate, reset. That will make the list again this year. The second one, lose 52 pounds in my 52nd year, didn't happen. I made progress for a while with our Lose to Live program. I think 16 was how many I lost, but life happened. Ethiopia happened. Holidays happened. Knocked out of routine. It'll make the list, except I got an add a number to each one of those. <laughs> Read two books a month. That probably happened two of the months this last year. Every other month was, was about a book a month. Continuing to read. Engage in a gospel conversation at least three times a week. That happened often. I would say more times than not, it only happened uh, two times a week was probably more common than three. That'll hit the list again. Take Catherine on five overnight getaways. Nailed it. <laughs> so I'm able to look at my list of goals, and, and one of them got it. But guys, if I didn't write those down, if I didn't see those every day, you know what? I would for, have forgotten about them. But those stood daily as a reminder to me, Joel, get up and cross the Jordan and go get big things. I could have easily written, lose five pounds in my 52nd year. And I could put a check mark by it. Friends, don't settle for beating the last place team in the district. What are your goals? What are your goals spiritually this year? Hey, take that, the notes sheet today and, and start writing out goals. Spiritually, what do you want to see happen this year? You ever even thought about that? How do I want to grow spiritually this year? What about your prayer life? Do you want it to grow? What about your time in reading God's word? Do you want that to grow? Then, hey, man, be specific. This coming week, I'm going to sit down with the elders in our elder meeting. They don't know this is coming until about five seconds from now. We're going to sit down, we're going to talk about goals for community of grace. Smart goals, specific, measurable. Uh, they're reachable, but they're also risky. I'm telling you, man, I do not want to lead our elders, I don't want to lead our church to set goals that are just beating the last place team. What are some goals that we need to set for, for the, the winning part of our mission statement? We exist to win, develop, and deploy, equip followers of Christ to go out and do the same, to win people to Christ, to develop them in Christ, and to deploy them for Christ. Evangelism, discipleship, missions. That's why we exist. And for us as elders to sit down and think through, pray through some goals for each one of those areas. And let's go get it. I believe 2018 holds opportunities and territory for community of grace that we, we can't see it yet. But I know that God has things in store that will rattle our 
world. I'll tell you one thing we're not going to do. We're not going to sit around and think about 2017. We'll address it. It happened. We'll think about it. We'll have after-action items. But we're going to spend our time looking that way. And I encourage you to do the same spiritually. How do you want to grow spiritually this year? Physically, how do you want to? I did plenty of growing physically this year. Also, I could wear that Santa Claus sweater vest. But anyway. In verse 5 of our text, God says to Joshua, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Those two words, I need you to own them today. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, speaks the same language to me and you. I won't leave you and I won't forsake you. What do those two words mean? I won't leave you. I won't abandon you. Literally, I will not abandon you. Forsake you, what does that mean? I won't leave you behind. God's moving at his pace, and he looks back and sees you lagging behind. You're discouraged. Something uh, tough has happened in life, and you have found yourself sitting on the sideline of your race that he's called you to run with endurance. Scripture teaches me and you, God won't leave us behind. He'll never leave us, and he'll never forsake us. This year, as you set goals, Man, as you reach for big things, you have a nose-high attitude, man. You're putting your foot to the pedal. We're going to get it. Just be aware, and I need you to own this, that God will not leave you behind. He's with you. What can man do to you if God is with you? We keep going in our passage. He says, be strong and courageous. What do those two words mean? It might seem obvious, but listen. To be strong means to be or become powerful beyond the average or expected, whether that is physically or in constitution. There are times in 2018 you're going to need both to be strong. To be strong in your determination, to be strong in your constitution. When you face adversity, when you face things that you didn't see coming, be strong. Be courageous. What are we talking about? To be able to face and deal with danger or fear without flinching. Be courageous, man. I am with you. Man, you have set out to take that territory that I've placed in front of you. You've crossed the Jordan. You've reflected on 2017, and you're moving forward, and you're going forward, and you're going to face adversity. The Hittites are over there waiting on you. They're not just going to lay down and let you have it. You will face adversity. But I'm with you. I'll never leave you. You be courageous. You be courageous in these times. You be strong in these times. And as we'll see in the following verses, man, he repeats that over and over. He gives Joshua another command. He says, you never let these words leave you. He says, meditate on them day and night. 
Friends, as you and I go forward in 2018, you want to grow spiritually, you stay in God's word. We could all read God's word more this next year, amen? Huh? We could. We need to. So as I close this morning, I just want to give you a few pointers. You might jot these down that come out of our text today as you begin to write down some of your goals. And I want to encourage you to put them in a place that you'll see them. I would say take them, tape them to your windshield of your car, but might, might be a little dangerous. Distracted driving, it's a minor issue, yeah. Hey, these things, be strong. We just talked about it. In this coming year, I, I, I want to encourage every one of us to be strong. More, more powerful than expected. Not only physically, but in your constitution. As you said, a nose-high attitude, be strong. Be courageous. It's the second thing. In the face of adversity, don't flinch with the understanding that God is with you. Third thing, he says in our text to be careful, carefully obeying, carefully uh, observing the word. Will you be careful and not flippant in what you do this coming year? Be careful to, to be intentional to keep God's word in front of you. Don't live recklessly this year. I've said it to my boys their whole life. Son, don't do stupid stuff. And this year, be careful. Be careful. Don't do stupid stuff. You keep God's word in front of you. Don't do stupid stuff. Fourth one, be diligent. Don't just live out part of God's word. Be diligent to grow in your Christ-likeness. He says, don't let this word depart from you. Don't let it depart. Be diligent. He's, uh, another, another one, number five, be steady. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Stay in the word, man. Stay true to what God's word says. Our culture is tugging on you in every direction. Be steady. Stay in it. And be disciplined. He says meditate on it day and night. Day and night. This year, how about we all set a goal of being more disciplined in our time with the Lord. In our prayer in our study and reading of his word, in our, in our emphasis, in our calling to tell people about Jesus. Let's just be more disciplined. Let's, let's stay in it. Let's keep our foot on the pedal. So, why is this important? Why is this important for me and for you as we look into 2018? So that your ways will be prosperous, verse 8. The, the, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way, say it, prosperous. And then you will have good success. Can I just tell you what this is 
what I believe this is not saying. This is not teaching you and I that, boy, if we stay in God's word, payday is coming. That we're going to be rich and we're going to have this house and we're going to have this car. I do not believe that's what this is saying. Folks, when you and I walk hand in hand with God, when we walk step in step with our Lord, when we stay in his word and we're committed, we're disciplined to be obedient to him, the ways of God are good and the ways of God are prosperous. That does not mean comfortable and that does not mean financially wealthy. But the ways of God are good and right. And you will find prosperity and you will find success in, in, in our relationship with God Almighty. And when you boil everything down, that's what matters. That's why it's important for you and I. Walking near to God and making a difference for his kingdom. God says to Joshua, there you will find prosperity and success. I pray that you'll take some time in the coming days to map out your 2018. What do you hope to see happen? What are some goals? What is your Jordan that you need to cross over? What is the territory? Who is the territory that God has waiting for you on the other side? That he has set aside for you. Let's pray together. Father, we come uh, today and we're looking both directions. Because, Lord, there are things that we're going to need your help in settling from this last year. Lord, I know that there are some that are still grieving over loss. That are trying to understand different phases and stages of life. Lord, there are those that uh, might be dealing with financial pressures that they just don't see how 2018 can hold anything different than 2017 did. Lord, I pray for, for the heart and the attitude of every individual that is dealing with things in the past. But Father, I also ask that you would help us to arise and step over our own personal Jordan. Those boundaries between where we are and what you have for us. I thank you for the example that we have in Joshua. We can see in the following chapters that he did arise and he did lead the people. It wasn't easy, but he did it. And so, Lord, we thank you for that example of his leadership. Lord, as each individual today considers uh, 2018, will you lay upon their heart? What territory it is, those places you want them to go, those people you want them to talk to, those relationships that you want them to go back and restore. Lord, maybe that's their Jordan, that there's a broken relationship between a family member or a friend. From brokenness to wholeness, Lord, there's the Jordan, and today is the day that, that you lay upon their heart, cross that Jordan, and you go 
and, and restore that relationship. Lord, I ask uh, in these moments of silence that we're about to have that you would have the last word in each of our hearts. So, Lord, we ask you to speak now. our hearts to uh, worship you in these next moments. Pray that you would hear the sincerity of our heart. Give us courage to leave this place and enter the mission field with a purpose, with meaning, and that we would claim the territory that you have for our church in 2018. In Jesus' name.